Paul Brennan, PGA Professional with Believe Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the volunteer state. We will cover men's and women's golf tournaments, professional amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We will talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us on your favorite directories of Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbrandon 21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore Golf Pro. So June's here. Courses are opening back up. We had tournament play last week here in the state with the Steds Tour. We had the match and the TaylorMade Drive the weeks before, so we're really kicking. With our adjusted schedule, the TGA could not host all their qualifiers, and so they were had to postpone or cancel the State Open uh, this year. It was hosted to be played this week uh, at Greystone uh, in Dixon, Tennessee. And Greystone and Charlie Blunt and the staff uh, decided to go ahead and host their own tournament. Um, they actually had 153 players play it, tee it up for three days. Competition was finished today uh, on the 4th. And the golf course is not an easy track. I, I've played it multiple times. Rolling hills, undulations, greens are amazing. Um, always in great shape. It's hosted first stage of Q School multiple times. Had several state opens there as well. But as I'm glancing through the leaderboard, 153 players, the top 38 were all under par. Um, again, guys were taking it low, but when we look at the top three, we kind of got a who's who in junior golf slash turning professional. So in a playoff, um, tying at 12 under for three days, John Augustine and, and Jason Millard. So a little background on John. So John's from Kentucky, 2013 U.S. junior, amateur runner-up. Uh, played at Vanderbilt in 2017. He was SEC Freshman of the Year. And 1819 and 2020, he was either first or second team all SEC, shooting that 12 under. Jason Millard played several rounds with him, know him for a long time. Jason's our 2016 State Open winner, uh, has won on the Canadian Tour at the Freedom Financial, and again, coming from the mid to state here at MTSU. And then we have Dawson Armstrong. Dawson. Uh, came out of Lipscomb a couple of years ago, turned pro 2018. Is playing on the Latin American tour. So, I mean, these three guys shooting, Jason and John shooting 12, Dawson shooting 11. But again, showing you what our juniors are getting it done and playing well. Moving on to the juniors for just a second. So, Sned's tour, since our last reported last week, has had 14 events across the state, and there's still one that's going on. A two-day event started on the 4th, finishing up tomorrow on the 5th, uh, and several more going on the 5th. But at Ted Rose, the Country Club, the Little Course, Harpeth Hills, Elizabethton Golf Club, Green Meadows, Olive Branch, Indian Hills, Knoxville Municipal, Bear Trace at Thames Ford, Three Ridges, Brown Acres, King Creek, and Warrior Path, all hosting kids and getting out there and playing so again sneds tours in full swing now they only run the months of june latest week of may try to have their tour championship and everything by the end of july for the kids to return back to school so sneds tour you'll be hearing a lot of events coming through from that 
Also hosted this week was the PGA Junior here in the state at Old Hickory. Had 95 players teeing it up there in the junior. So again, a lot of junior golf going on. You can go to snedstour.org and check those out. Uh, You can go to Golf House Tennessee or TNPGA.com and check out the PGA Junior results as well. Looking at the Pro-Am series, uh, everybody with Chattanooga was in play this week. They'll be in play next week at Knob North, but in Memphis, Timber Trust, congratulations to Brock Schaefer shooting 70 along with John Gowen, Matt Brock shooting 72, and Brian Wood shooting 73. Knoxville, Bear Trace at Cumberland, Walt Chapman, I've mentioned his name once or twice on a Pro-Am already, shooting 67, and good friend of mine from the Crossway area, Greg Wyatt, shooting 72. Tri-Cities, Link Hills, Alan Fennell, 72. Congrats on that. Chris Woods, who was on the show earlier this season, 73. Chris Stacy coming in at 74. Moving to Nashville, the 12 Stones event. Uh, congratulations to Lauren Personette, again, also on the show, shooting a 67. We got Chris Wheeland shooting 69, Audie Johnson, and Jason uh, Jared Melson shooting 70. Also, Jared on the show. So I'm not saying I... It's because of either their winning events, but I kind of know how to talk to the best players and get them on my show and beg them, please come on board, talk to me, and, and help me help everybody else out there. Um, so again, a lot of events coming up. You can check all these out. You can go to Golf House Tennessee, uh, either on the TGA or the Tennessee BGA site to see most of these. Across the bottom banners there on the top, you have the Memphis, Tri-Cities, Knoxville, uh, and Chattanooga links as well. So you know how to sign up for your tournaments, your local events. If you're traveling a little bit, get out and play some. So with so much tournament golf going on, it got me thinking. Um, and this one all on me, no sparked by the listeners this week. Uh, just curious, just thinking about it. And, and, you know, we, we, we've seen Tiger and Phil last week. We saw Rory and DJ and, and Ricky and, and uh, Wolf the week before. And again, we're, we're getting ready for June 11th, um, getting back into it. So it got me thinking about the players and, and you know, we, how dominant Rory has been in this time frame and, and Jordan Spieth. And, and it kind of got me thinking, Who's really won what? Um, there's a little-known stat that if you win 20 times on the PGA Tour, you are exempt for life. Um, obviously, Tiger and Phil cashed those checks a long time ago. Um, want to welcome Dustin Johnson uh, recently to that with his last win, getting him into the 20 realm. Uh, the last person to actually get their 20th win uh, was Davis Love uh, the third, which made him exempt, but he's now playing on the uh, Senior or Champions Tour. But kind of going down the list, and I will apologize if my list is outdated, it appeared to be through the end of 2019, so I may have missed a tournament or two here. So I'll go ahead and throw that disclaimer out there. But showing T- Tiger up at the top there with Mr. Sneed and Phil coming in at the 44. And then Dustin, like I said, coming in at 20, and Rory right there on his heels uh, with 18. Then we kind of dropped to Adam Scott. And then here's where I'm going to throw the name that's going to f- confuse a lot of people. David Duvall is the next active player at 13. Commentator for the Golf Channel, um, All-American at Georgia Tech, won the British Open, one of the few people during Tiger's main era to claim the number one spot in the world as well. Um, But So to see David's name that high up and then to list the guys below him that we just, you know, 
think have done so much more. Coming in a tie for 12 was Jason Day, Zach Johnson, Justin Leonard, uh, Justin Thomas, and, and Bubba Watson. Falling back to number 11 wins, uh, Jordan uh, Spieth, Sergio, and Justin Rose coming in at 10. Appleby, again, one of the other guys that have shot a, a 59 out there on tour. Kucher, Sneds, shooting, uh, with nine, men's, jet, uh, nine wins. Jeff Ogilvy, Patrick Reed tied for eight. And then Kepka at seven. And again, we've had, you know, seven, but four of those are major. So Kepka's numbers are skewed there. But again, to think about it, as dominant as Kepka has been in tournament play, he's won half as many as Adam Scott. Now, he hasn't been out there as long. But he's barely won half as many as David Duvall, who's not played other than the British Open because he won it for life. He gets to come back to play that event and one or two other tour events a year, um, just staying active. But, you know, we always think about winning as easy. And, you know, I just named off a host of the top players in the world that don't have 10 wins out there. And only three of them on the list have more than have 20 or more. So... When you're thinking about the winning spirit and what these players are doing, it's thinking about what they do best. Now, as I glance down this list, and again, completely opinionated here, so I'm ready for the roasting and the blasting and the conversations. So again, bring it, um, QIC underscore golf pro, uh, or PBrandon21. Love to have these discussions and debates with you. But what Tiger did so well was his course management. He has talked over the years that he made aggressive swings at targets most people would consider conservative. He rarely hit it out of play. He rarely hit it in a position he couldn't get up and down and get the next one close. Um, in his prime, when he was winning tournaments, he led the field in greens and regulation. So it didn't matter how he drove it. He was going to hit the green, whether it's from the British Open, from the knee-high Heather, um, or the bunker at Bethpage Block with a three-iron over the trees, onto the green. He was going to hit the green. He was going to give himself a chance, and he was going to make a couple of them. Mickelson, the most aggressive player I've ever seen in my life, takes the dangerous line because he's going to recover for it. He's got one of the greatest short games, as everybody's talked about. We've seen the flop shots. I remember when Mickelson first came out. In fact, he won um, as an amateur uh, the Tucson Open. I believe it was. But he hit a shot backwards off a hill, purposely. Um, Golf Digest at that point started getting him on board, doing some commentating, uh, writing some articles. And I remember reading an article and going out and trying it right after he did it. But when you're on a downslope next to the water, take your driver and you can actually hit the ball. It'll drive it into the water. It'll ricochet and the ball will get up in the air. And we see him do it with the Masters every year where they skip it across on 16, but he was purposely doing it to get it downfield with or down into play with a, a driver. And I hit that shot numerous times at the club I grew up at, Shallow Golf Course in Addisville, Tennessee, um, just working on that. Um, and so he had the, one of the greatest imaginations of how to get the ball in the hole, and no shot ever scared him. Um, Dustin has really done it with his length. Um, he's knocked on the door numerous times for – uh, majors, um, the penalty at Whistling Straits took him out of the PGA Championship that year. Um, a few errant shots at Pebble Beach uh, took him out of the U.S. Open when Graham McDowell uh, won it there. Um, and, and I think about that whole then, now again, we're flashing back some seven, eight, maybe even ten years ago when this happened. But they played number three, I believe it is, at Pebble, um, 
played it up one or two of those days, about 285 yards, and Dustin was hitting four iron, and he was driving the screen. Um, again, he'd fly that club out there 230, 240 yards. The fairways were rough, bouncy, roll up on the hole, and have a chance to score from there. So Dustin has done it with his length. Um, 2016, he bought his track man, did his wedge game work, worked on a short game, and wins the 2017 U.S. Open. So definitely realized that his length was his strength, but he had to get better at his short game. Um, Rory, again, has done it with driving. Um, amazing driver of the ball. Doesn't always hit the irons the closest, but he's a really good putter when he gets streaky. I remember when he shot the 62 at Congressional, came out of the field to win. It was one of those days where he only had like 21 or 22 putts. He just gets hot with his putter, and he starts knocking down 15 and 20-footers, so he doesn't have to hit it real close. Um, again, in, in thinking about that, I think DJ has the most active streak going with a win every year for like the last 11 or 12 years, so again, on his way to his 20. Um, Adam Scott... Adam Scott in, in 2003-2004 swing looked identical to Tiger's. Him and Butch were working on the same things. You could do the overlays of their swings, and Tiger and, and Adam looked identical. Yet 2004, Tiger wins eight or nine times, and I don't know that Adam won a single time that year. So when you check the stats, and he was one of the ones that switched the longer putter, it was his putting. He was a great lag putter. Um, the year he didn't use the uh, I remember looking at this one years ago, but the year he didn't use the belly putter, I went to the, the season before he switched, and he was in one of the top 25 putters from outside 20 feet, but he was in the bottom 20 of inside 10 feet, so he just never got the ball in the hole with those makeable chances. Going to the long putter stabilized him. Uh, he was able to win the Masters, um, get his major, and again, still winning tournaments and playing very well. David Duvall was was the silent assassin of his time, uh, and, and I'll be honest, David was probably one of my favorite players uh, during that era. Um, I love the Oakleys, the the quietness. He never talked to anybody, never saw emotion. He was just a closed book. Um, and, and to come out later on to find out, he just he was uncomfortable with people, and and that was his mechanism. But it allowed him to really get good at golf. Um, but Duvall and Tiger had some amazing matches. Uh, both of them were playing the Nike product at the time and actually spawned a, a golf ball bore. Tiger had the Tour Accuracy TWs, and they had the Tour Accuracy David Duvall's, the DDs. They came in the blue and, and the red boxes. So, again, ultimate player, but he was just consistent. Didn't make mistakes, put himself out there, shot the 59 uh, on Sunday to win. Uh, the Bob Hope, I believe it was. We talk about Jason Day, and Jason Day has been the guy who's overcome adversity. Um, with all the stuff growing up as a child and his golf coach becoming his, his, his caddy and helping him on tour, we remember at the um, U.S. Open, uh, Jordan won it that year at, was it Chambers Bay, I believe, where he had the spells of vertigo and, you know, just would have to sit down and struggle to get through. Jason struggled with some back planes, but he's always come back. He's a very resilient guy and gets it done. So he's probably one of the toughest guys on tour about being out there and staying and playing. Zach Johnson, I'll brag about his wedge game all day. Mickelson might be the best up and down artist. But I think Zach hits the most controllable distance control wedges. He won his Masters committing to that, uh, doing the same thing to win his British Open as well, uh, putting himself in position to leave his wedges. 
always think about when I talk about Zach's wedge game um, three or four years ago before Tiger kind of got back into it. During the Hero Challenge, Tiger's personal event, Tiger and Zach were in the final group, and Zach doesn't hit a very good drive on 18. Him and Tiger tied. He knocks his second shot in the water. So everybody's hyped. Tiger knocks on the green. He's got about 15, 20 feet. You're thinking, you know, Tiger's back. He's going to get a win. Zach takes his drop, holds it out for par. Tiger misses the putt, forces a playoff, and then beats Tiger in the playoff. So Zach, not one of the longest guys on tour. Journeyman came his, made his way up from the the Hooters Tour to the Web.com um, and now at the Corn Ferry and, and, and played his way onto the PGA Tour and stayed out there as, uh, for a long time. Known as a great putter, um, uses the Seymour product, which is based here in Tennessee. But Zach's just a wedge player. I know Bender built him a wedge range out at his facility. And a friend of mine, uh, Stan Smoot, over at Harper Valley has built one similar. But they've got one-yard squares every 10 yards. And you sit there and you practice, and Zach has to land it inside that, has to make it hit the concrete bricks or the slab, however they've got it set up at the range he's hitting at. And he has to land it in that, and it, his challenge is how few shots can he take it all the way to 100 yards. Now, y'all have heard me talk about my challenge to y'all doing it 10, 15, and 20. He's doing it all the way to 100. Um, and, and again, just amazing what he can do. Justin Leonard, um, I'll call him the little bulldog. Um, you know, Justin was phenomenal uh, in the late 80s. Uh, I shouldn't say late 80s, but early 90s um, to, to the late 90s. Uh, Justin was just the guy, the amazing putt um, at the Ryder Cup. Um, and then just a guy that hit a lot of fairways and, and ground his way around. I would compare him to maybe a Corey Pavin. Um, Justin Thomas done it with his length. I mean, this kid uh, just comes out of his shoes when he needs to and has such great control. And we've seen him win a couple of majors already and put himself in the positions. And then Bubba. Bubba just does it by carving up with his imagination. We, we talk about he can't, or he talks about he can't see straight. Um, everything has to have a curve to it. Happened to be in a conversation with one of my students today, and they were talking about um, at one of the drive chip and putts where celebrity bubble was playing and he had figured out instead of putting it directly at the hole like everybody else was doing he found a hillside or slope if you putted it up that it would die and trickle and winds up winning the event the unorthodox way which is what we've seen bubba do a lot in tournaments where he starts it down the wrong fairway uh and goes around now jordan um not going to call it a slump because he's still playing well and, and and being out there, but he was really hot. And at that time frame, you go back to look at his stats from 2018, he led the tour in proximity from the hole from 150 to 175 yards. So he didn't have to hit it as far as all the other guys. He was better with his 7, 8, 6, 5 irons, whatever he's hitting from those distances. Um, he was just as good as the guys from 125 and 150. So it wasn't a sacrifice for distance for him. Um, I know he had some putting problems, had a little bit of sickness um, uh, a couple years ago, and, and so he just hasn't really bounced back from that one yet, but he's playing well, not saying he's out of it by any means. Then we'll kind of wind this down with the 10 win, guys. Um, talking about Sergio, and of course, Mr. Tony Jacklin's come out and talked about how much of an underachiever Sergio is in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Sergio's got his major, and uh, he's played well, and he's been out there, but... Early on, when he first turned professional, you know, him and Tiger, the battles you thought were going to happen just never, never 
got there, and you know, Sergio was Sergio was plagued with a lot of demons. Um, the 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 several regrips and slow play, and you know, I, I remember the year at Bethpage up in New York, he was just heckled by the crowd drastically. Um, so Sergio's allowed a lot of things to get in his way and hold him back. Um, I know he's had a successful career. He's he's doing great out there again. Not that he's in any trouble of losing his card. Um, but again, 10 wins, which is an amazing career as we've, we've gone through this list. And again, him being called as an underachiever, I know that's got to kind of sting just a little bit. And then Justin Rose, um, Medina, I believe it was Medina where he won his, um, U.S. Open, battling Phil there at the end. Um, Justin's been, you know, solid year in, year out. He's been a great player on the Ryder Cup for the European team. Um, we've seen a lot from him. Um, but again, it's just one of those guys that's been over here for a long time playing and to look at the PGA Tour. Now, again, these are only PGA Tour wins. These do not count their European wins unless it was the British Open being a major. Because um, obviously Fields would go higher because he's won the Scottish a couple of times and things like that. And plus Tigers won several on the European Tour as well. Um, but again, just looking at this list of players with 10 or more wins... You've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 guys currently playing on the PJ Tour that have 10 wins or more. And, and, you know, we came from a span where we Tiger was winning six and seven times a year. Um, I think 2004 VJ won nine times that year. Um, so we've seen seasons where players get hot and do amazing things. Um, it, but it's just really mind-blowing to think that Jordan Spieth only has 11 wins when, go back three years ago, we thought he was the most dominant, the next up-and-coming thing. Um, again, Rory's sitting there with 18, knocking on the door of DJ, um, and, and those two have battled for that number one spot off and on several times over the last couple of years. Again, naming several with Jason Day um, and uh, Kepka bouncing in that conversation as you know top players in the world, or at least holding the, the number one spot. And, and these guys are so many wins behind DJ. Um, so DJ is really the, 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 the winningest golfer of the last decade. Um, as you look at it, uh, just total wins, what he's done and, and just, but he doesn't do everything overwhelming. He hits it a long way, very unique swing at the top, but he's not holding wedges left and right. He's not, you know, fist pumping. He's just, he's California. He's laid back. He's chill. Um, and he just goes about his, his business, and even when he won his uh, U.S. Open, you know, we had the crazy penalty called on him. Um, that was it a penalty, was it not a penalty? It took him four or five holes to figure out. Um, still winds up winning the tournament. He didn't let it get to him, didn't shake him. Um, but again, these guys have all done their own thing to get there, and, and they, they've been successful with it. So again, just talking about the winning aspect, um I know I've talked a lot about the sports psychology uh, over the last couple episodes and getting quick and how to stay back into it, but these guys have found their strength, and that's what they hold to. Now, we know Tiger's made swing changes, and Phil's been with Harmon, and he's been with um, Jim McClain and he, um, Peter Costas, and he's kind of jumped around a little bit. And several of these guys have gone to, to different instructors over the years, so it's not always about finding the right instructor, but it's about finding an instructor that helps you find what's best for you. Um, I know we talked about a couple weeks ago finding the best coach for you, and like I told you then, it's basically 
go talk to the guy, have a cup of coffee with him, uh, sweet tea or something like that, and make sure that the his or her philosophies match up with what you want to work on and what you want to do. Um, so, everybody, we've got a lot of golf going on. Um, next week, we've got the Senior State Open uh, on June 8th and 9th up at Stonehenge. A lot of those players' names I read off the program list will be there next week, so ought to be a fun event to report on. Um, I'm actually playing in my uh, second Pro-Am of the year next week, so maybe we'll come back with some good stories about me on that one. Um, but keep those questions coming in. Reach out to me on uh, Instagram, uh, prandon21, uh, Twitter, QIC underscore Golf Pro. Uh, again, this is Paul Brennan, PJ Professional with the Believe Podcast Network. Um, Tennessee, believe in Tennessee golf. Um, if you like the show, subscribe. Uh, if you don't like the show, send me a message. Let's talk it out. Let's figure what can I do to get you a little bit more involved here. Uh, you can rank us. You can find us on your directories of iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. So, guys, girls, get your clubs out. Play some golf. It's summer break is here. Schools are officially out. Weather's going to be beautiful and rainy all at the same time like it does all across the state of Tennessee. So take advantage of those two and three hour spurts of sunshine. Get out, play some golf, have some fun. We'll talk to y'all next week.